travel advisors, and moms. Between us, we have eight kids that we've traveled all over the country with, collecting memories. By sharing our adventures, we hope to help your family collect your own moments while traveling to Disney and beyond. Beyond season two, and we are geared up for our uh, first episode of Moments in Between uh, for the new season. How are you doing, Sarah? I am good in holiday prep mode. I am all things making all the magic happen here. <laughs> Do you ever feel like your like to do list never gets any shorter, even though you're like knocking things off of it? No, because I keep thinking of things that I haven't done yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think we talked about this in the fall. Like, I love fall so much more because it's like not so many things on my to do list that are fun, but like there's a lot of fun things to do. At Christmas, I just feel like so overstimulated and overscheduled. Um, and I'm constantly like, everybody just leave me alone. I have to wrap these presents or like whatever. Like I, as a mom, Christmas is not nearly as magical as it is as a kid because your mom is doing all the magic. So, right. Um, it, and it's funny that you say that because I feel like as I take one thing off, there's four things that come onto the list. And, um, goes back to, and I think we had a brief conversation about this like last year at this time of year about how when my kids were toddlers, I implemented like our advent kind of calendar thing so that to try and take the stress away, you know, um, you know, we do even our snippets of time are much shorter. It's like, all right, today's event is this and we've got 20 minutes to do it. But it's almost like sometimes you're doing, I look at it like, is it worth it to do it just for the check mark? But sometimes it's worth it because even that 20 minutes is that calm down, sit down and bring us all together because at this stage of life, we are all over the place. So, yeah, I but. think it's helpful for me at this point to at least recognize that I'm a hot mess at this time of year. And like, at least I am recognizing like, I am not enjoying this. And like, what can we do to help me embrace the season more and like be present and not so focused on like everything I have to do versus just like enjoying it because my kids right. are at a very magical age where the wonder of the season is still very present for them. And like Miriam, my six year old is writing her elf daily notes saying like, I love you snowflake. So, I mean, that's very sweet and I definitely want to enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> so, right. It is. Well, since we're kind of on the holiday chat, um I think we've kind of thought today would be a great day to kind of do you know, a little bit of a review um, from my recent trip. You know, in our last episode, we got to chat a little bit about your time in 
Universal. Um, I went down to Disney at the same exact time, um, did Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, but I also got to um, enjoy the new holiday party over at um, Hollywood Studios, Jollywood Nights. Um, So I think we were going to spend a little bit of time and kind of chat about that. So um, I'm excited to hear all about it. Well, you know, it's interesting because I went, this one was only taking place, what, 10 or 11 nights, right? Something like it that. Was either 10 or 12. So yeah. So so a very limited amount of time from early November till Christmas, you know. Um, it is a new event for Disney. Um, and I went on the second night. And for anybody who is Disney followers or anything, if you were reading any of the Facebook posts, blogs, or anything after the first night, you know it was deemed a hot mess. You know, um, things from lines being really long, hard to get in, um, you know, just there was a lot of, I mean, there were some positives that came out, but to the point that there was enough negatives that in different groups I was seeing people were, you know, changing their ticket over to an additional park day hopper, you know, something like that. So, um, I was, I wasn't concerned, but I even know, you know, um, the other person I was with was like, I'm like, trust Disney. Disney's going to read all these reviews and they're going to take out, you know, the negativity and fix it. And sure enough, a lot of the complaints that came from the first night um, were all kind of those kinks were worked out for the second night. Um, I think because this was a brand new event, that first night um, had a lot of, um, like kind of press people, people who were there just for the pictures, the reviews, things like that. So I am happy to report that I thought um, a lot of the kinks and um, negativity that was marked from the first night um, definitely was not seen on the second night of the party. Good. So it was an enjoyable night from that standpoint. So just before we get into the nitty gritty of it, um, I just wanted to like give kind of an overview of what Jollywood Nights was advertised as. And it was, from my perspective, supposed to be more of a upscale, geared towards adults, um, holiday party. And guess, I know even in the like promotional materials, when you bought your tickets, it was like guests are encouraged to dress up in their holiday Hollywood best um, and enjoy a like shimmery like glitz and glamour. Yes. Glitz, glitz and glamour night of holiday fun at Hollywood studios. So um, I know on the first night, I don't think many people got that memo of what the vibe was supposed to be. And it's kind of like showing up to like a Halloween party where you're in like the wrong costume theme. <laughs> so wh- what was the experience on the second night? Um, You know, I, I, felt that there, I I think it was a mix. Like there were definitely people who were dressed up and and had it. I mean, the interesting piece was um, 
so we did, we dressed, but I didn't do the glitzy glammy. Um, I did more of like the twenties, you know, Hollywood vibe, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like that. That was kind of the way I went because glitz and glammy is a lot for me, you know, personality, but it's also the things that those come with, like, just does not seem comfortable to me. I will tell you, there were people walking in like high heels. I mean, like, part of me is like, if you're going to do glitz and glammy, nobody really looks at your feet, like put on comfortable shoes. Like, I don't know how that would make their night enjoyable. Um, So there were some unique, really cool um, costumes. I don't really want to say costumes, but um, dress. Um, I think the thing I thought was um, endearing was the people who came as couples, you know, so you'd have the the woman and the guy who kind of had that glitzy glam vibe. I thought that was great. as part of it. And one of the reasons why they, you know, promoted it that way is there were a lot of, um, magic or, you know, photo ops for memory maker. Um, and that was one thing you did get. So you were able, and I didn't know that until we were there, any of the pictures you had taken there automatically were added into your photos. Like they didn't have the watermark or anything like that. So you automatically got those photos. That's good to know because I was thinking that, you know, for people that didn't buy the memory maker, there's all these like really cool photo ops. They had um, like the high speed camera photos that have been popular on like red carpets recently. Um, They had those there. And I was like, man, that would really stink if you didn't get the memory maker and then you didn't get to keep those photos. So that is nice that at least that was included because that was right. I mean, and truthfully. There should be something included in the ticket price. I mean, the ticket prices were ranging from like 169 to 179. I don't know what they were in November. Was it about that? Yeah, do you remember? I, th- I think it was 169. We paid I think okay. we paid the lowest, like the 169. So I mean, you would think that you would get something included. Like at Mickey's Very Merry, you get cookies and hot chocolate. Right. And an ornament and everything. So you would hope, I I just hope that next year, if they continue this, that they would have, you know, like popcorn, like for the after hours events at Hollywood Studios, like, you know, popcorn and drinks are included. So you would hope that in the future that is something they would look into doing. Right. And I have a feeling that would come back. Um, you did get two coasters as you walked out. So we have um, coasters, you know, kind of going with the theme. And so as, as we kind of, if I highlight what goes on, um, uh, yes, it is definitely an event that's geared um, more to adults um, because they set up all these different areas of like little bar areas with specialty drinks and what have you and um, music venues and things like that. So if you're going to go with kids or try and do it as a family, the one benefit you're going to get is the short um, lines for the rides. And if you want to pay for that, then go right ahead. Um, But I'm not sure there's, there's a lot of extras for the kids, if that, if that makes sense. Um, The one thing as a high level is um, this party, you can enter into Hollywood studios at seven. And on our night, we walked right in, you know, there was not any of the um, chaos of getting in or anything like that. Um, The party starts at eight and then ends at midnight. So we got in, um, we went and rode um, Mickey's Very Merry 
or Mickey and Minnie's uh, runaway railroad that shut down at, like right <laughs> at the end of the ride. And then we started. And then by that time, it was like we started our party fun. But in four hours, there's a lot to do. Yeah. So there, there's um, two stage shows. Um, there is the Nightmare Before Christmas sing along, which was tell me phenomenal. all the things. Uh, tell me all the things. So, um, very awesome. I think even to see, um, and it will be interesting to see what shows they may bring at other times of year, or even as part of um, the Halloween party. But the Jack skeleton that they had um, kind of was this over the top sized puppet that, you know, somebody okay. probably So did. that was my main question. Is it the uh, like meet and greet version or the puppet version from Halloween party. And it sounds like it's the puppet version, which is what we had all been hoping for. If you were a nightmare before Christmas fan, um, that, that is probably like the thing I would be most excited to do is this show. Um, just for anybody who's planning their trip, this occurs in the Hyperion theater where they do the frozen show normally. Right. So. So, um, so we saw that show. Um, there is another show, which was like jingle mashup or whatever, which is over in the beauty and the beast, um, typical theater. And that it was just so much fun. Um, one, I was really looking forward to this because Kermit the Frog is by far my like lifelong favorite. And him and Piggy, Miss Piggy kind of were the, um, hosts commentators of the show but just amazing almost going back to the um you know in our previous episode when you had chatted about the show at universal about you know the effort and all of that to kind of put into the show it was very um christmasy and enjoyable um and then there was um Jingle, I'm going to screw up the name, Jingle Bam, whatever. Oh, the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Jingle yeah. Bam. Um, that, you know, has taken place in past years. Um, we did not partake in that. So going back to everything oh, that's where does off- that occur? Is that like in the Phantasmic Theater? Or where? No, nope, that's or right by over the, the Chinese, Chinese Theater. Chinese Top, okay, yeah. by the Chinese Theater. Um, so in four hours, there's, you know, possibly three shows. Um, you know, there are some character meet and greets. And then the idea is you're supposed to kind of meander yourself around and enjoy these like sip and savor type areas. So the, the issue that I would say is there's not enough time to enjoy everything, but then there's not enough to spread people out as much, you know? So our night, they actually, sent a note or like it was kind of listed somewhere that they added in some additional meet and greets Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, some of the character meet and greets was like Phineas and Ferb. um, And I forget who else was highlighted. I saw Duffy. Duffy Duffy got added for our night. That's a big deal. Yeah. So we met Duffy. So we met Duffy, we met Max and we met Phineas and Ferb. Um, I do know that they brought out, so Duffy was added, um, Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket was added. And those might've been the added ones compared to who was already on the list. And Duffy was in his little Christmas outfit. He's so cute. His little Santa outfit. Um, you know, so between all of that, um, I would sit there and say, you kind of like there was 
entertainment going on right outside the Chinese theater all night long. There was a DJ. There was a little jazz band over by what was called Tip Top Soiree, which was outside and at the top of, um, like near the, the Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Did you guys um, go to that? We did not make it all the way up there. I mean, like time went fast. If you wait in line, figure 20 to 30 minutes for a character, which was kind of the average thing, um, you know, that takes up time. Um, the shows, you have to get there. Like we tried to get to the first uh, sing-along for Nightmare Before Christmas, um, and we got knocked out of that one. So we had to go to the second one. So, I mean – there, there wasn't enough to spread the crowd, you know, so then we wanted to make sure we got to the other show. So by the time you do two shows, getting there, leaving, meet a few characters, um, things like that, there just really wasn't, I don't know, like even at the Christmas party at, at Magic Kingdom, you never do it all. There's no way to do it all. So um, and if you went just to enjoy the adult atmosphere of like um, Tip Top Soiree or um, the Brown Derby or any of those, you know, by the time you stop, you get a drink, you enjoy your drink and you move on and listen to music. There's not a ton of time either. Yeah. That's a pretty expensive date night. If you're just going to like see a a band and have a drink, right? (laughs) you know, like that's, I don't know. I wonder, I I guess making the party a little bit longer and adding some more things. Maybe they were thinking that people would ride more rides. Um, But I feel like because it's the first year, people want to experience all of the new things. And so there's just not enough um, with how many tickets were sold for each thing. Now, I will note that I looked up before we started – Um, because, you know, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party has been sold out for a few weeks now. There are still tickets available to four out of the five remaining Jollywood nights. Um, Well, so maybe if you're going to like the 4th, 6th, 18th, or 20th, you'll get a a smaller crowd and not have any of these problems since they're not totally sold out. Right. And I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was super crowded because I do think that a lot of people who were going to go the second night like when we went a lot of people got so worried about it being a waste of money um I I really did enjoy it you know um I would be intrigued to do it again um you know since it was new and there wasn't a lot of you know all there was was um you know, that first night review, it was hard to kind of put together a plan. But I mean, we rode Tower of Terror during the party because we were right there and there was no wait. Um, We met Max, Phineas and Ferb, which, you know, Phineas and Ferb took a little bit of a longer wait. And then Duffy. Um, We did the two shows. Um, We had a beverage or two. And then we did not wait in any of the lines for, you know, the specialty snacks or anything like that. We had eaten, you know, beforehand. I did get some French fries as a, you know, filler at one point, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, so I do, I think there's a lot of potential for this. I think there's a lot to be added into that whole kind of glitzy, dress up, put yourself in it. You know, again, not a lot of time to stop and take pictures. Um, and I'll be honest, 
you know, I didn't really know where all, like there was one area that we took our own pictures when we came in, but where all of those were offered and what have you. So I think they could, like, there was nothing back in Galaxy's Edge or, um, Toy Story. Um, we did ride Toy Story before the party started too. So we rode that and Mickey's um, Runaway Railway um, before the party started. So, you know, we got a little bit of Hollywood Studios in there. Um, but always, I love Hollywood Studios. I think their um, Christmas decor is awesome. And it's just got a lot of like pretty areas. I felt, um, you know, anywhere around Echo Lake, right? That's is that one Echo Lake um, is really kind of well dressed and picture ops and that. So I don't know. Um, you know, kind of as a initial review, I I think it uh, it's got great potential. So I will definitely be looking to do it again. So I'm definitely happy that I had the opportunity to go down and kind of try it out and see everything that was part of Jollywood Nights. Um, I definitely think that they have some room for growth and change. So it's not something that I can't wait to do next year. You know, I would, you know, I'm not like, I would love to go back down and always do the Christmas party, but I definitely am willing to give it another try. I am intrigued to do it again, just for comparison and see how Disney goes ahead and takes all the feedback from this first year. Um, because I, like I said, I definitely think that there is potential, um, to this event. It just needs, it needs a little bit more and to kind of make it worth, um, the extra ticketed price and all of that. So I'm not, basically saying it's a hundred percent a bust. I'm just definitely saying that there were components that I liked and I do look forward to seeing how Disney changes it in the coming years if they continue with it. So I don't know, we might have to plan that as our, our trip next year and we can kind of do a recap. Oh, I'm in. And then we (laughs) have to do, we'll have to split it. We'll have to do like all the parties, uh, all the parties, and then go over and do Grinchmas. <laughs> yes, that one, that, uh, you know, especially after, you know, for if you haven't listened to, you know, Sarah's episode on her trip, um, definitely after that conversation has me really wanting to one, get back to Universal, but then two, get down to Universal for the holidays. So I definitely think People should, as we're rolling into the new year, start thinking about their 2024 travel and where they might want to go, whether it's to Disney Universal, beyond to somewhere else. Um, Definitely start thinking about doing some of your travel during the holiday season, because I definitely think it can enhance any destination that you might choose. Yeah. I Well, and I'm thinking that a Christmas trip for me would be especially good because um, Early next year, I'm going to be in Disney during Festival of the Arts, and that will leave only Festival of the Holidays that I have not experienced. So that could be a bucket list checker offer for me. Well, there <laughs> you I go. Then I can say I've, I've done all the festivals. Awesome. So, 
All right. Well, again, we are in season two, and this was our first chance to do our moments in between. So we hope that you keep listening and following along with us for the new season. And Sarah, would you like to remind everybody where they could find us in the meantime? Sure. Um, You can find our Facebook group by searching to Disney and Beyond a Travel Podcast. Um, Ask us any questions. Give us all the feedback in there. Um, You can also find us on Instagram at Disney and Beyond Pod and on threads at Disney and Beyond Pod. And don't forget, if you have 30 seconds, drop us a five-star review and a rating. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So until next time... We will chat with you later. Bye, everyone. See ya.